Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to Worship for Pan Sunday. And as always, a specially warm welcome to members of our family and friends joining us from other parts of the country and around the world. Along with our minister, Katrina, today we'll also hear the voices of Edith and Bethany, Grace, Sylvia, Stuart, Brian, Katrina H., Elizabeth and Essan. And of course, we'll hear Paul and Yang Yang accompanying the music this morning. Just a wee reminder that if you can have your Holy Week in a box beside you, uh, that would be great. And when we uh, get to the story of the Last Supper, uh, we're going to eat and drink together. So if you haven't remembered, uh, if you could fetch a biscuit or an oat cake or a piece of bread and something to drink, that would be great. Very shortly, Freya and Sarah will be lighting our candle and we're all invited to do the same if we would like to. Please note there is no evening service today. I'm giving formal notice of a church meeting to be held on Sunday the 11th of April immediately after morning worship. Please do stay for that meeting if you can. Although only members can vote in our church meetings, everyone is very welcome to participate in discussion and in communal discernment. Um, I don't think it will be a very long meeting, um, so please do stay if you can. It's just a case of uh, staying on Zoom at the end of the service. So that's Sunday, the 11th of April. And then a wee reminder that our Just Giving page for our Lent appeal on behalf of Glasgow City Mission will be active for just one more week. It will close on Easter Sunday. Uh, so you've got just seven days if you still want to make a donation. Then you'll have noticed uh, yesterday from my email uh, details of our plans for Holy Week. That's from starting tomorrow evening. We have reflections at nine o'clock on Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday, just 15 minutes, um, pretty much like our Advent reflections were, nine to 9.15. Then on Thursday, we have Monday, Thursday communion, and on Good Friday, our vigil from 12 noon to 3 p.m. And remember that the vigil is something that you can stay throughout the three hours for, or come in and out at any time during the three hours. Don't feel you have to stay put for the whole time. Someone will be manning the, the virtual doors at all times, uh, so don't worry about that. Two pieces of family news, and they're both lovely bits of family news. We've got another big birthday this week. So Katrina H., uh, we wish you happy birthday for Friday. Congratulations. And also happy birthday to Tamara and Hannah son Aaron, who is one on Saturday. So two lovely birthdays to celebrate. Congratulations to you both. Next Sunday, Easter Sunday at 11am, Katrina will lead our Easter morning celebration. So I hope to see you then. Now over to Freya and Sarah to light our candle. As we gather for worship, let us join together to become the body of Christ. Christ is a light that lights our way. May we glimpse Christ's light this day.
now let's come to God in prayer. We pray together. God of Shalom, peace beyond understanding. As we gather today to worship you, we do so aware that this is not just another Sunday, not just another act of worship, but an intentional calling to mind of the stories of Jesus last week before his execution. A remembering and entering into familiar accounts, seeking new insights and understanding. Jesus, whose arrival stirred shouts of Hosanna, as we share your stories together this day, we do so aware that many of us have heard them several times before and risk missing the noticing and the wondering that will draw us to help us to realise all over again the depths of your love. Help us, we pray, to let go of anything that might hold us back from opening ourselves to you so that we may receive the gifts of grace, mercy and love that you offer. Spirit of wisdom, healing and energy, as you move within us and among us, May your gentle touch, quiet whisper and untamable energy heal our hidden wounds, attend our deepest needs and refresh our unspoken hope. Bless us, we pray, with the courage to enter the story and then to live out the insights we gain each new day. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Emily, in the post in the last week, you will have received a box. A box that said on it, uh, Holy Week in a box, and a request that you keep it sealed up to open today. Now, I happen to know that a few people don't do delayed gratification very well and may already have opened the boxes, which is totally fine. But if you do have a box, and hopefully you have one in each household, if you'd like to open it now, that would be brilliant. And they're not quite as heavily sealed up as the Advent ones were. And I'll let you into a secret. I discovered uh, retrospectively that I made up the Advent boxes inside out, which made them harder to close and seal up. Um, all that engineering training for nothing. Can't even uh, make up a box the right way out. But these ones were made up the right way out. So inside your box, you should find all sorts of different things. So it'd be two um, plastic bags with things in and a number of loose items. Hopefully, um, you will have a booklet that looks something like this. Um, an A5 little booklet that says Holy Week in a Box 2021. Now, it is possible that you haven't because I had a couple left over and strangely, I wasn't going to unseal 65 boxes to find who I'd missed. So if you don't have one of those, can I suggest that later today you email me or phone me and I will send it to you electronically or I can stick one in the post if electronic doesn't work for you. This is kind of the key thing to help guide you using your box. Whilst the Advent box is meant to be a bit of fun, this is just a little bit more serious because this is a slightly more serious season in the church. So if you open up that little book, you will find uh, a bit of an introduction, the usual um, safety things about allergies and things that might make you itch or unhappy. So please do read that. But then for each day, there is a page that tells you what your gift is. Some Bible stories you might like to either look up or recall or tell each other or read in a, in a Bible story book. And then there's something to do and something to think about. So there's something to do um, is kind of tactile or sensory. So it could be to go to walk, go for a walk. It could be to make something. It could be to eat something. There's something to think about, to be honest, is more aimed at the grown-ups for those who just like to go a bit deeper um, with thinking about the stories. But for today, the gift is a palm cross. And there should be, if I've counted correctly and boxed correctly, one for each human in each household. Some things I've given you one per human and some things I've given you one per household, just according to how many I had. So you might like to have your palm cross with you and carry it with you as we go through the service today, and perhaps particularly when we reach the end of the service, when we focus quietly on where the story leads, to hold the cross might be helpful for that. Having said all that, how you use the box is up to you. So if you want to get everything out and do everything today, that's totally fine. If, you, if something doesn't appeal and you want to do something else instead, that's totally fine too. But now we're going to enter into the story of Holy Week, and we will hear our first reading. When Jesus and his followers approached Jerusalem, they came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives. Jesus gave two disciples a task, saying to them, go into the village over there. As soon as you enter it, you will find tied up there a colt that no one has ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, its master needs it, and he will send it back right away. They went and found a coat tied to a gate outside on the street, and they untied it. Some people standing around said to them, what are you doing untying the coat? They told them just what Jesus said, and they left them alone. They brought the coat to Jesus and threw their clothes upon it and he sat on it. Many people spread out their clothes on the road, while others spread branches cut from the fields. Those in front of him and those following were shouting, Hosanna, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessings on the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. After he looked around at everything, because it was already late in the evening, he returned to Bethany with the twelve. 
Mark chapter 11, verses 15 to 19. Jesus in the temple. They came into Jerusalem. After entering the temple, Jesus threw out those who were selling and buying there. He pushed over the tables used for currency exchange and the shares of those who sold doves. He didn't allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. He taught them, hasn't it been written? My house will be called a house of prayer for all nations. But you've turned it into a hideout for crooks. The chief priest and legal expert heard this and tried to find a way to destroy him. They regarded him as dangerous because the whole crowd was enthralled at this dish. When it was evening, Jesus and his disciples went outside the city. continue reading from Mark's Gospel. The officials sent some of the Pharisees and supporters of Herod to trap Jesus in his words. They came to him and said, teacher, we know that you're genuine and you don't worry about what people think. You don't show favoritism, but teach God's way as it really is. Does the law allow people to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay taxes or not? Since Jesus recognized their deceit, he said to them, Why are you testing me? Bring me a coin. Show it to me. And they brought one. He said to them, Whose image and inscription is this? Caesar's, they replied. Jesus said to them, Give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to God. His reply left them overcome with wonder. And later in the same chapter, Jesus sat across from the collection box for the temple treasury and observed how the crowd gave their money. Many rich people were throwing in lots of money. One poor widow came forward and put in two small copper coins worth a penny. Jesus called his disciples to them and said, I assure you that this poor widow has put in more than everyone who has been putting money in the treasury. All of them are giving out of their spare change, but she, from her hopeless poverty, has given everything she had, even what she needed to live on.
It was two days before the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The chief priests and legal experts, through cunning tricks, were searching for a way to arrest Jesus and kill him. But they agreed that it shouldn't happen during the festival, otherwise there would be an uproar amongst the people. Jesus was at Bethany, visiting the house of Simon, who had a skin disease. During dinner, a woman came in with a jar made of alabaster and containing very expensive perfume of pure nard. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some grew angry. They said to each other, why waste the perfume? This perfume could have been sold for almost a year's pay and the money given to the poor, and they scolded her. Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you make trouble for her? She has done a good thing for me. You always have the poor with you, and whenever you want, you can do something good for them but you won't always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body ahead of time for burial. I tell you the truth that wherever the whole world, the good news is announced, what she's done will also be told in memory of her. Judas Iscariot, one of the 12, went to the chief priests to give Jesus up to them. When they heard it, they were delighted and promised to give him money. So he started looking for an opportunity.
on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was sacrificed, the disciples said to Jesus, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover meal? He sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the city. A man carrying a water jar will meet, meet you. Follow him. Wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is my guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will show you to a large room upstairs already furnished. Prepare for us there. The disciples left, came into the city, found everything just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. That evening, Jesus arrived with the twelve. During the meal, Jesus said, I assure you that one of you will betray me, someone eating with me. Deeply saddened, they asked him one by one, it's not me, is it? Jesus answered, it's one of the twelve one who's dipping bread with me into this bowl. The human one goes to his death, just as it is written about him. But how terrible it is for that person who betrays the human one. It would have been better for him if he had never been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them, and said, take, this is my body. Then he took a cup gave thanks, and gave it to them. And they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. I assure you, I won't drink wine again until that day when I drink it in a new way in God's kingdom. After singing songs of praise, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Oh, oh, oh. 
verse 32 to 40, we find Jesus praying in Gethsemane. Jesus and his disciples came to a place called Gethsemane. Jesus said to them, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James and John along with him. He began to feel despair and was anxious. He said to them, I'm very sad. It's as if I'm dying. Stay here and keep alert. Then he went a short distance further and fell to the ground. He prayed that, if possible, he might be spared the time of suffering. He said, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Take this cup of suffering away from me. However, not what I want, but what you want. He came and found them sleeping. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you stay alert for one hour? Stay alert and pray so that you won't give in to temptation. The spirit is eager, but the flesh is weak. Again, he left them and prayed repeating the same words. And again, when he came back, he found them sleeping, for they couldn't keep their eyes open, and they didn't know how to respond to him. We pray with Jesus. Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. However, not what we want, but what you want. The Gospel of John records that in Gethsemane, Jesus began by praying for himself. And so will we. This has been a long year, a tiring and challenging year, during which we have all known disappointment and some have known struggle, pain and loss. As the vaccine rollout continues, as case numbers decline and restrictions begin to be relaxed, we find ourselves with a mix of emotions and thoughts. We long to reach the promised normality, yet fear moving too quickly and so risking an increase in the case numbers or a return of restrictions. Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Show us how we may wisely and safely embrace the opportunities that are emerging so that we may demonstrate our love for neighbours and for ourselves. In our own congregation, we're especially thankful for those who serve in our pastoral team, quietly keeping in touch with us and ensuring that we are cared for practically practically 
and prayerfully. From our prayer diary, we call to mind Tamara, Hannah and Aaron, Jenny, Neil and Faye and their family, Graham and Margaret, Stuart and Pirio, Holly and George, Sheila and John, John McKay, Heather and Kurt, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. We ask that you will surround these friends with the safe embrace of your love. Heal any hurts they may have and strengthen them for the challenges each new day will bring. The Gospel of John records that in Gethsemane, Jesus next prayed for those closest to him, the disciples who shared his ministry and mission. And so will we. The Baptist Union of Scotland invites us to pray for Jared Meenan, a healthcare chaplain in Aberdeen, and for the Baptist congregations at Central Edinburgh, City Gates, Edinburgh, and at Clelland. In each unique context, disciples of Jesus seek to care for and share their lives with each other and also to reach out to the communities of which they are part. Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. We ask that you will surround these friends with the safe embrace of your love. Encourage them with new or renewed hope and strengthen them for the challenges that each day will bring. The Gospel of John records that in Gethsemane, Jesus went on to pray for those who would come to believe as a result of the witness of his followers. And so will we. BMS World Mission invites us to focus on their work in Nepal, undertaken in partnership with KISC, the Kathmandu International Study Centre, seeking to support a wide range of initiatives, including empowering those who seek to provide education in compassionate healthcare and partnering with schools in disadvantaged areas to de decrease the dropout rate of pupils and students. During a time of change, as some workers conclude their service and others take on new roles, they ask for wisdom and insight to model the values that inform their work. Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. We ask that you will surround these friends with the safe embrace of your love. That you will empower them to build good relationships and strengthen them for the challenges each day will bring. Scripture grants us only the merest clues of what Jesus prayed in the garden. And so we too are invited to spend some moments in silence, bringing to God the people, the places, the items in the news that weigh heavily on our hearts and our minds. Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. We ask that you will hold all people Indeed, that you will hold all creation within the safe embrace of your love. Heal all hurts and strengthen everyone everywhere for the challenges each new day will bring. We bring these prayers in the name of Jesus, who prayed, Abba, Father, 
for you, all things are possible. Amen. Mark 14, 41 to 50. Jesus came a third time and said to them, Will you sleep and rest all night? That's enough. The time has come for the human one to be betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's go. Look here comes my betrayer. Suddenly, while Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, came with a mob carrying swords and clubs. They had been sent by the chief priests, legal experts, and elders. His betrayer had given them a sign, arrest the man I kiss, and take him away under guard. As soon as he got there, Judas said to Jesus, Rabbi, then he kissed him. Then they came and grabbed Jesus and arrested him. One of the bystanders drew a sword and struck the high priest's slave and cut off his ear. Jesus responded, Have you come with swords and clubs to arrest me like an outlaw? Day after day, I was with you, teaching in the temple, but you didn't arrest me. But let the scriptures be fulfilled. And all his disciples left him and ran away. <laughs>